Hello and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe Podcast. Today we're talking about The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 2. We're going to talk about giant spiders. We're going to talk about how does so much life happen on ice planets. We're going to talk about, now that the New Republic has things pretty much under control, isn't there anything X-Wings can do more than be traffic cops? All that and more after this commercial break we have no control over. Welcome back. I'm Matthew. I'm your host. Uh, we're going to have kind of a rotating cast of people coming in for the Mandalorian episodes. And today we have once again Jeff Randall and Ashley Coffin. Um, starting with Jeff, how are we doing today? I'm fantastic, sir. I'm going to be here the whole time. I promise. I promise <laughs> I'm not going to flake out at all. <laughs> there might have been a D&D game that uh, got uh, overrun by a game that he was playing with his family. But it was... Uh, you were on a house, it was on a hill, and you were betrayed. So I was <laughs> betrayed by a 13-year-old. Yes! Oof, oof. Playing games with a family, always a bad idea. Oof. Uh, just make, make, next time, just threaten his college fund. Um, Ashley, how are we doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm great. I feel tremendous. I feel like a big weight's been left off, you know, lifted off my shoulders. And, you know, I'm talking about Star Wars. No reason. Yeah. I just, what could it possibly be? You know? Great things happened in Philly. No, you know, I think it was episode two of Mando. <laughs> oh, you know, Star yeah. Wars is set, Mandalorian is set in a universe where the great evil has been defeated, but now we're trying to figure out what comes next. So it's like, you know, it's got no connection to our own world. We're just no. trying to figure it all out. So yeah. it's um, completely irrelevant. Nothing. Like what did we think about this episode? Because uh, I, I, I'm going to say it was not my favorite so far. Um, but, but what are some other people's thoughts? <laughs> should i get the rage out off the top like just a little rage i'm like listen you're only doing eight they're like eight episodes right right i don't want this i mean yeah. it was fun and it looked pretty and all the stuff that it usually does but uh you only have eight episodes give me my story <laughs> right give me my overarching story give me uh give me the giancarlo esposito sith not sith uh empire guy whatever his name is right I don't Moff Gideon. That's Moff the Gideon. one who cares. I want him back. You have there's two episodes now that we're into this series and he's not back yet. You showed me he has a dark saber you sh or the dark saber. You showed me that he survived the TIE fighter crash. Where is he? Damn it. Yeah. He's off running Vought. He's yeah. Sorry. He's busy running Vought uh, pharmaceutical company in a you know, different it's universe. Funny, I was recognizing that some of our feedback was backing up and I wanted to make sure we got to some of that uh, on an episode soon. And then I was like, oh, well, there's not going to be much plot to talk about in this episode. So, God, I, yeah, I, I don't need we, we've talked before about how not every episode is super driven by the uh, Uber plot. And, and I like that because but they like, still need these, like, a little bit. You, well, you need a little bit of the Uber plot. But more importantly, you need an interesting story. It needs to be, you know. We're trying to find the Mandalorian ar armor, and while we're doing that, we're going to wind up battling a crate dragon. Like, that has nothing to do with the overall quest to find the Mandalorians and to find Yoda a home, but it's a great story. Whereas, yeah. like, oh, we upset some the spiders, and then the spiders chase us. Like, it's it just felt like a B-movie action plot, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it, it honestly, it felt like a B-plot in a different series. Yeah, it felt mm -hmm. like the B plot was the whole thing, and then ended up the B plot was like, how do we keep the kid off of the eggs? Kid, I can I say it, little that monster. 
the child was an asshole this episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm and like you get one. You know, um uh, uh I've never obviously been the parent of a toddler and I know that like toddlers get into trouble and it's not, you know, there there's some degree of it's funny because with Baby Yoda, on the one hand, it's like, oh, he's a toddler. He doesn't understand. But also he does seem to understand a lot. Um, like, he's eating away at this ch- at this woman's literal eggs. Like, the that's horrible. end of their civilization. Like, the hope of right. their civilization. And then, like, um, and I know we may get into this a little bit here. Like, okay, the spiders are disgusting. They're terrible. They're scary. The show gives us every reason to think that we should be, like, cheering as they get slaughtered. But the spiders only attacked because Yoda came along and was like, oh, look, your eggs. I'm going to munch on one. Yeah. Like, nom, nom, nom. Like, I, you know, I want our <sighs> characters to get to get home safe. But I was I was not like, no, spiders got to defend, you know, like fuck around and find out. Do you think that? <laughs> hey, don't use my catchphrase. Um, I, you know, that's no, Philly's like, catchphrase. Come on. I feel like do you think that's why they turned up the baby noises for him a lot? Like. The whole time it felt like a baby alive doll was running around. He was like, and he's done it like they have him do it before. But Baby Yoda was like extra baby this time. It felt that way, especially because he didn't use any of his powers at all. Mm -hmm. Like there's a number of times where it felt like if Baby Yoda had kind of reached out and used the force, like we could have like protected some of the spiders and gotten away or even just like he could have killed the spiders and not had everything go wrong. We had to see um, like Lady Frog save him after he's eaten, I don't know, like six of the last of, you know, her baby kind. And she still right. saved him. Uh, and then he well, still I, ate I another one. She knows. I don't think that she knows that he's eaten them. Oh. And then like at the end of the episode, he's looking at her like, ah, she's obviously protecting these eggs like, it's very obvious that she is protecting these eggs and she wants me to not eat them. Oh, by the way, let me slurp one more down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think they were trying to go for, like, look, he's being mischievous and cute, but it, it, it did not come across. It came across as you, no, he's just being a, a no, shitty person. <laughs> you're, like, it's not mischievous and cute when you're eating the literal race or the, the you know, these family line. Family line. You're you're consuming the family line of a sentient race. That's not cool. Nope. Right. And and though we've seen him specifically notice that, you know. Um, I think right. it's crazy that Baby Yoda can eat anything. That's alive. It seems like he just like spider thing. That thing didn't bother him. He can eat these eggs. Frogs. Like anything that's like a little living thing, he could just eat them. Look, some people just make constitution their stat. You know, iron stomach. Yeah. There's other stuff to talk about, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad that uh, uh, you brought that up, um, Jeff, because it, it just made the whole second half of the episode not really work for me because, you know, we've talked before about how uh, the people making a show will, like, make make a creature or an alien race or whatever look disgusting and scary and horrible and, like, play on your worst fears, often, like, you know, be it racial or monsters or whatever, in order to make you root against them. And... They clearly did that with the spiders. Like they, they, someone was like, "Okay, take take a spider nightmare." Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's not scary enough. Like, make it scary. Mm-hmm. Make it scarier. Give it, give it a squid mouth. Yeah, and yeah. Make it just a little bit of a Cthulhu spider. Make them swarm because right. that's what's. Oh, that's what got like all of a sudden they were just everywhere. Yeah, and and, the, and then the whole it had, time give it, it was like, more teeth. More teeth. 
Yeah, I I really wanted them to find a way to like get away, and like some for some point, Mando to be like, no, you shouldn't have done that. Like, we we want to live, we're gonna get away, but like that wasn't the spiders' fault. They're defending their home. I did kind of um, love the whole time. He's like, no, no. I said no <laughs> every yeah. time. He's really trying. <laughs> yeah, he's really trying to defend the sentient race and her eggs, so that she can get to a different place where it's habitable for her kind and fertilize them so that, you know, maybe her species will survive. Yeah. It's not important or anything. Oh, you know, it's just another Do we Tuesday really need Mando. another race of, you know, that race of frog people to go on? You know, honestly, I, I don't think I we like get them. to decide that for them. Well, I, I, like I need them. Baby Yoda to live. <laughs> uh, he can eat literally anything, anything else. <laughs> no, yeah. I just... Anything else, not these. So uh, Paul decided not to join us for this episode. Um, he, he was just not able to. Also, I think he had uh, some pretty strong objections to it. But he did point out um, that first we got Star Wars Tremors, and now we have Star Wars Arachnophobia. Yep. So oh, we should definitely yeah. think about like what other episodes are going to be based on 80s or 90s B-movie horror movies. Cool. Because <laughs> clearly that's the direction we're going. Yep. Yep. And, you know, honestly, like... Uh, Ooh, next week's Friday honest, the 13th. Maybe they'll do Freddy. <laughs> If I'm being 100% honest, I did not necessarily like the um the way that the the spiders got resolved. Yeah. Because like the what was it? The there was just laser blasts starting from outside and like okay, it's obviously it's the X-wing pilots, but then he goes walking outside just like, you know, I'm going to look around. And I'm gonna take a look, and then goes outside, and they're just they're they're sitting like leaning out of. It's a couple of of redneck bros leaning out of their <laughs> the back of their trucks with their laser rifles, like let's get us some spiders, boy. Yeah, <laughs> you say redneck, uh, red. What, what honestly, what I thought of is like the cops from Lovecraft Country. Like, not that they were racist or terrible, although they were kind of terrible in other ways. But just that kind of like down home yeehaw, we caught you speeding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's go into that more. What do you think of the whole like idea of uh, X-Wing? Because they set that up so much like a traffic cop situation, you know, yep. um, down to the whole like the cop gets a little nervous and like puts his hand on his holster as like the S foils, you know, shifting into attack position. Yep. Um, what, 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 how do you guys feel about the, the, the role of the X-Wings in this whole episode? I, you know, this, this episode could have gone in such a different direction right then. Mm-hmm. Like if instead of it being like a chase into um, a a chase into we wrecked in a cavern to, oh crap, there's these giant ice spiders or something. Uh And then they save us. Like there could have been a situation where like the razor crest and one of the X wings collided and they had to work through their differences while also fighting against the spiders. That could have been fun. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like they could have, we could have had another situation where, um, you know, like a, a, a Republic shock trooper, you know, similar to Cardoon is Bay. I mean, Cardoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's right after the, it's so easy to say that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right after, you know, rather, it would have been a similar situation to, you know, Cardoon and why is he still in the Republic? Right. Why does he still, why is he patrolling? You know, what has the Republic done for him? What, where's the Republic going? Find out more about the Republic. Yeah. Like 
all of these things could have been done if we had just had one of those two pilots in that situation with them. And, you know, it could have been just one of them. And then the other one would have been patrolling and looking for him. And like, they're trying to reach him on the radio, but it's scrambled because we're in a cave, you know, <laughs> anything like that. Like I'm writing a better one right now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think we did get some interesting stuff. Like, I feel like part of what we're supposed to get out of that is that the new Republic is starting to like, just, you know, try to be an established, you know, nation with police and laws and regulations and they're they're already in that place of like everything being super bureaucratic, you know, and not willing right. to actually like listen to things. But I just I don't know what we were trying to what they wanted us to feel about those the the X wing pilots because, you know, they're at first they seem to be just like going through the motions and they're fine and Mando's kind of a criminal, so like I don't blame them at that point. Although turning to like destroy, you know, generally like if someone runs from the cops uh, in a car chase, you're not supposed to like shoot their car. <laughs> stop them um <laughs> if all you know is like their tags are missing or something but but so then they come at the very end to rescue him and then they seem kind of like genuinely decent guys they're like technically we should arrest you but you've done this cool stuff so we're happy to kind of look the other way so we're gonna totally let you off by flying away while your ship is totally broken and we have yeah. no way to know that you have any way to live. We are abandoning you here, but it's like, okay because we didn't arrest you. What? The, like, like, I'd be like, no, arrest him. Take him to you know, Like, at this point, please arrest me yeah. because uh, it's, the only, it's really my only way out of here. Just a giant spider thing the size of my ship on my ship. How am I supposed to get that off? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you shoot it a bit more so that it falls off? I find it and all like, just confusing because as someone who doesn't know as much as you guys do, and I keep coming back to like the time frame, I see those X-Wings and I think, good guys, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what we're, we're, we had ingrained in us is that TIE Fighters are bad guys, X-Wings are good guys. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, you know, once the Empire is done and a new, a new government has to be established, you know, those... Those X-Wings then become what? Military? Mm-hmm. Cops, apparently? Yeah. Traffic cops? Right. It- and I, I feel like the, the chase in the beginning of the episode, like, it really sh- it really um, kind of put a, a weird spin on, like, you know, in a car chase, you always see, like, oh, they're chasing him and they're, you know, he's speeding along the interstate and weaving in and out of traffic and oh, the cops are, are going after him, but, like, they... The cops can never really talk to the person other than like on a loudspeaker. Right. But then in this one, it's just like, come on, man. Please don't. Come on, Razor Crest. I kind of loved how they were like. I I loved that they were able to do that, but it was weird, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, it totally was. I mean, many, many years ago when I was a kid, I remember being at a um, New York Knicks playoff game and going up to get a hot dog and then stopping because on TV – O.J. Simpson was running from the cops oh, and it was yeah. like all anyone cared about. And when I got back to my seat, like they were showing it on the Jumbotron while people were trying to play basketball. And it was just like that to me is always my definitive idea of like a real world chase. And like, yeah, the cops didn't try to shoot his car. They just they knew if they kept following forever, eventually he'd have to park somewhere and they could get him. Um, you know, granted, there was a whole like suicide thing. It was a very complicated thing. But like, th- that's what I think of. And so, yeah, this, this felt so weird. Um, I also did not love, and granted, you know, whatever you want to claim about how space physics work and, like, you can fly a ship with all sorts of holes in it. Okay, I'm rolling my eyes, but fine. 
But then, like, they had to basically be like, look, it's such a broken... It's like the hood, the hood, you know, pops open. Like, <laughs> yeah. with that back hatch open. I was like, just come on. That's not what we need to be talking about. Right. Um, some positive things, though. I, I love the frog character. And my one I did. Hope, my one hope about this being an episode where not much happened is it does seem like it's a two-parter, you know? Because clearly, like, the rest of the journey and the frog, I think, are definitely going to be a big part of the next episode. Um, I'm not. I'm not so certain. I, like I want it to be, but I, I feel like the beginning of this episode is the was the epilogue for the first episode, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're going to kind of do that crap again. I mean, I feel like the the the, the husband frog still. <laughs> um, Frogsman, you know, it's it's okay. Frogsman, yeah. There we go. Uh, frog dad. Um, frog dad. Frog, frog dad. Like apparently knows all the information. So that at least, maybe that's going to be a, a connection there, but um. But just like the idea, first of all, at one point, uh, my subtitles came on and it just said, Frog Lady Speaks Frog. Frog Lady Speaks <laughs> Frog. I have that written down in my notes. And from there on, she's just Frog Lady. Yeah, it was great. Oh, man. I didn't um, have I hope I he brings that subtitles up. on. Oh, no. And later Mando says, I don't speak. Like, generally, like every other race, like we even have hammerhead sharks. But they have a name. They're like the Ichthonians or something like that. <laughs> but these weren't the like, you know reptalians or something they were just frog <laughs> they were just the frogs. big frogs that wear clothes yep i hope that he brings that robot because he's not going to be able to get from frog dad where the mandos are because he doesn't speak frog right yeah, speaking like to the, the mic the robot is universal translator that's kind of a funny yeah, idea his, he's got a he's got a translator bot that is uh the richard ioedi bot <laughs> which i'm so happy about so one thing we established earlier is that Mando does not know anything about the Jedi. You know, these enemy sorcerers. And, and yep. clearly he's not heard any of the references, any of the ideas. And yet the Republic troops, like their closing is, may the force be with you. And he kind of, you know, nerv- kind of like, you know, when your super religious grandmother, you know, says something to you. He kind of says that back, you know, may the force be with you. What Do we think that it's just sort of like a phrase that people know? even though most people have no idea what it is or don't connect it to the Jedi at all? Like, what what was your take on that? Well, if you remember last episode, the, the mechanic lady that also showed up in this one, um, whenever she first saw Baby Yoda, she was like, oh, thank the Force that oh, he's okay. Huh. And it, it seems like, the, like people know about the Force, maybe? Right. Or if it's just like a, the Force is like the... the you know, the substitute for the word God in this right. one or in this, you know, this verse or whatever. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that like it just got substituted out, but nobody knows about Jedi or he doesn't know about Jedi. Yeah. But, you know, then again, like <laughs> uh, my my kids have not been raised in a uh, in a Christian home. So anytime you know, a Christian story is mentioned. They're like, who, what, who is that? Yeah. Or the, mm-hmm. may peace be with you or whatever the Catholic, us Catholics say. Yeah. yeah. Peace be with you. Anyway. Lift yeah. up your heart. I definitely get that. Like some people just like the phrase, they use the phrases. Um, like one thing that occurs to me a lot is the, um, the word bloody that gets used a lot in um, uh, Great Britain and, and sort of that, that version of English. There's a couple of different theories I've heard for where that word comes from, but one of the ones that I've heard that I think that it, the, linguist, the linguists I've talked to say is at least one of the more um, substantial theories is that it's a derivation of by our lady, you know, which is a very religious phrase. 
uh, and then it's eventually just become this word that no one even remembers has these religious connotations. And, hmm. and kind of in the same way, like people who are total atheists say like, oh my God, you know? So right. it would, but that takes hundreds of years generally. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, not yeah the... I feel like, I feel like we should start the, oh my bacon movement. Oh my bacon. Okay. I could do that. Maybe that, that was all part of the genocide. Like they were able to like get themselves out like of people's minds by some like force bacon. of the Jedi and then they just bacon and then they just forgot you know to mm-hmm. take some other yeah, parts they just out Jedi mind trick the galaxy yeah, yeah. together <laughs> as one we were never we here. were never here and they're like did anybody forget you know they're like Harry did you remember to throw the force in there and Harry's like uh oh they'll just makes you it makes you really wonder like what do people know about what happened to the Empire because we saw in the last episode that people have like watched this video of the star of the Death Star blowing up, and we know from the later movies that like Luke Skywalker was a legend. But you know, I'd be curious, like what what are this? I'd love at some point for them to like walk in on someone who's watching the like History Channel, you know, documentary about you know the fall of the Empire or something like that. <laughs> David Attenborough brings us to the fall of an empire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, think, yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> And then we, we, sorry. if you remember all, the, all the the letters and stuff from like the Civil War, it's like, yeah. my dearest love, oh yeah, I do long to be off this Death Star and back home with you again someday. Yeah, all these like, damn Jedi people are like, what's a Jedi? I don't know. There's a there's a guitar thing I learned a long time ago called a Shogun's Farewell, and it's just this this it's the tune that like played all the time in the Ken Burns drama, and it's such a beautiful little tune. That's funny. Um, I think one, one of the important like things. With... Go ahead. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I think one of the important things to to mention, like just kind of in general, when we're talking about that, like people were watching, uh, you know, on TV the Death Star blowing up. That was not just in like not just on TV them watching. That was in a town in that like nobody remembered existed wasn't on any new maps in the outer rim in like a backwater planet like this was the most remote place and they had a tv to watch the death star blowing up so like information is of is present you know it it's available so it's really inconsistent how like maybe this this guy doesn't know who the jedi are yeah, like, someone can't just do weird. Google search Luke Skywalker. Oh, he's part of this group. Okay. <laughs> galactic yeah, right? like galactic you... Google search. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing I did really like is I, I thought they did some interesting things with the Mandalorian and his code. You know, the uh, frog lady does at one point say, or fro- from, um, frog, frog mom. mom. Yeah. Um, she at one point says, um, you know, like, because he wants to just give up on his mission. And I don't quite understand like like she wants to get him to help fix the ship and go along on her mission but he's like nah the mission's off but he still has to fix their ship and go like i don't quite understand what's happening there what i feel like he was just kind of like uh the ship's broken i'm i'm too stressed out right now to deal with this i'm pissed about it i just want to take a nap i'll deal with it in the morning yeah she's like post haste yeah, he no. was he was just done with it, and then she's like, "Up and at him." Yeah, get up, Mando. get up, Mandalorian. What like, was, like what she gets him is when he says, "Like, don't you?" Ha-, she says, "Don't you have this allegiance to the code?" 
Yeah, wrote, like, isn't that part of your code? At that moment. And, and what I really liked is that when he's deciding, he looks at the child. Mm-hmm. And at least what I got out of it, again, because it was great body acting, was this sense of, like... I have to set a good example. I have to set a good example. I can't let down the foundling. You know, like, this is the yep. way. If I was on my own, maybe, but, like, you know, I can't, I can't look bad in his eyes. I, can't, I have to show him what the way is. And the way is we made a promise, we keep the promise. Yeah, we don't eat the promises babies. Yeah, maybe I'll stop <laughs> eating the babies if I show them she's important. Yeah. <laughs> we care about her and her feelings. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what'd you say? And he's like, oh, her feelings taste delicious. <laughs> Tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, it was weird. and One or two it's... was fine. But, like, to no, keep wasn't. doing it? Like, he's a baby. He's stupid. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, doing it once and then, you know, the one or two quick ones and then, like, no, don't do this again. And then he sees that she's protective of them and they maybe bond a little bit. She's protecting him and then she's also protecting the eggs. And then maybe we start to see some some puppet acting of, like, Baby Yoda feels bad for eating them. Maybe he barfs one up and gives it to her (laughs) because he just ate them whole. Like anything like that. Or maybe they find that like his belly is the best incubation chamber. I don't know. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to go alien. No, but but I I get your point. I feel like to me, the moment that really made it go from like, eh, that was a bad joke. You took too far to wait. This is making me question this character. This is not cool. Was when like after, like you said, he's had that moment Clearly, even to his level of cognition, he understands how important these eggs are to the person who just saved them. And like I said, he just pops one more in his mouth. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yep. Yeah, mm. I, I see why she wants to keep these. They're tasty. <laughs> Gross. Little oh. jerk. You're the worst, baby Yoda. You are the worst. <laughs> um, so anything more on this episode or should we jump into some feedback? Let's do feedback unless you... I mean, I honestly am a little... Like, I'm so disappointed. Not disappointed. It was a good episode, but like... I wanted more, you know. Yeah. I mean, I we had such promise in in the beginning where he's on his speeder and like we we get the cut between him being on his speeder and this group of people <gasps> setting a trap for him with the rope and everything yeah. and oh yes. I will say the openings the like are amazing so far. Completely love the yeah. openings. That thing with a rope, like Steve McQueen used that to take down Nazis on motorcycles in The Great Escape, a movie that's made in like the 60s or maybe in the 50s, you know? So like, it was kind of cool to see that exact same trick still be being played this many years later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that something that the, jo- uh, that the not Jawas, the Ewoks did in in Return? Oh, yeah. No, they totally did. Was that so, a I mean, Jawa in the beginning or something different? Um... They had that kind of weird face there. I don't think it was a Jawa. I think it was something else. Okay. It was something else. Uh, right now, it's a pancake. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny. And I love that Baby Yoda was like, huh? He was like, shoulders. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, my God. That was so good. <laughs> shoulders. Yeah, that, I think it's, that's one of the worst. But that, those first five minutes were fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what happened? Where did this go sideways? It all went sideways when we had to make a deal with a giant cockroach ant insect. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that thing was poker. Awesome. That was playing Sabak. Who's also named like okay, generally like I said, we I don't know what happened this episode. Generally we come up with interesting names for all the species. But we had Frog Lady and Dr. Mandible. Like <laughs> Mandible. 
That was, I, that, you know, that I'm was not entirely certain that that's actually his name. That might have just been something that she called him. Okay. They that, said that it in uh, in the uh, what's it called when he would talk. The subtitles said like Doctor Mandible. Yeah. Ah, damn. Yeah. They were. They didn't put a lot into this. This one. Yeah, it kind of felt like um, like somebody packed up a bunch of things that were just kind of like half half baked ideas and handed it off to the director and just like ah do something with this and he's like okay. Mm-hmm. And do you know who the who directed this one? No. Who? Peyton Reed. Oh, okay. I also the guy have who to did Ant-Man. Oh, okay. I have to remind myself that it's also like Disney. It's like t- PG tween or whatever Disney's supposed to be and I have to start giving them a little bit more allowances for storyline and stuff with that. I don't think you have that many decapitations and like brutal killings on a tween show as we did in yeah. season one I like mean, people being cut in half by doorways did you watch yeah. ri- go watch River- riverdale we'll come back and have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> riverdale should never be a point of reference for yeah. like, do not make me go get julie <laughs> it, it is it is not you know it is not william fisk and the door in uh daredevil season one but it's still you know like <laughs> Something's happening. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's go on to feedback. Uh, this is gonna be more about uh, first one about Mando specifically, and then another one more about Star Wars in general. But uh, something you and I, Jeff, talked about. Uh, Dino Dean from Wales, in the United Kingdom. Uh, Dino, if you're listening, please also tell us if I got the derivation of bloody totally wrong. But Dino writes in. Actually, Jeff, do you want to try and do this in a Welsh accent if I send it to you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Just listen to your podcast about the Mando hype. I was thinking, could Moff Gideon be a high-ranking Mandalorian that has joined the Empire? It could explain Ooh. why he knows our Mandalorian by name, and obviously why he has the Darksaber. Love all the podcasts that you guys do, Star Trek, Star Wars, MCU. Keep up the good work from Dino in Wales. Oh, man. Dino, that's, that's I love call. that. Yeah, that right? would be a great call, because uh, the Darksaber was so important to, to Mando culture. Mm-hmm. And... I did a little bit of research on it. Um, uh, the Darksaber was crafted, like, it, it's a lightsaber that was crafted by, like, the only Mandalorian to ever become a Jedi. And uh, just the way that they crafted it caused it to be uh, that black blade like it is. Interesting. Um, and so, like, for him to have that, uh, and they, like, whenever they raided the Jedi Temple, I think it was, um, when... Mm-hmm. Coruscant was attacked. Um, they raided the Jedi Temple and took that dark saber back. So it was it was reclaimed by the Mandalorians. Okay. So you know either he has it because he grabbed it during the Great Purge, or um, or maybe he was a Mando that uh, that that defected and mm-hmm. you know well, became part of the Empire. And that, I'm going to be very careful about spoilers here, but one thing they establish in the um... This is going to have some mild spoilers for Star Wars Rebels, so if you really want to not hear any details about that, skip ahead maybe uh, a minute, but I'm going to be very, I'll be very, very vague. Um, but in, in both Star Wars Clone Wars and even more so in Star Wars Rebels, they, they establish that there's various factions within the Mandalorians, and that by the Rebels, some of those factions are working directly with the Empire. And that in the battle for, for like rulership over Mandalore, between these two groups who are pro and anti-Empire, like who has the dark saber who has the black saber is incredibly important as a like sign of like this, this is the sort of the mantle of leadership. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that could make a lot of sense. 
Um, the question is then why uh, our hero doesn't recognize. Well, no, he does. Doesn't he say like, "Oh, that must be Goff. Uh, that must be Moff Gideon." I don't remember. I think I think I think they both recognize each other. Or he says like, "If that's him, that he has to know." Would he um, recognize him without his armor if they had met? Like, wouldn't Moth Gideon have always had his helmet on if he was a Mando? Well, but I think what he says is something like, "If he knows who I am, then it must be this 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 one." Oh, okay. So it might be it more that he knows, like Moth Gideon is the Mandalorian who defected or whatever. Okay. Because he um, wouldn't recognize him to see him. Yeah, but that's something to keep an eye out for if they ever bring Moff Gideon back. <laughs> He's yeah, busy. God, if we ever get that story again. He's off making chicken. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> El Pollo, I think they're called. El Pollo's in space. Uh, yep. It was, uh, oh God, Los Hermanos? It's El Pollo Hermanos. El yeah, Pollo Hermanos, yeah. Um, the but chicken yeah, no, is I mean, my brother. We would now have two shows on which uh, that actor, Esposito, is completely underutilized twice. Like, I loved the boys, but I kept wanting more of him in season two. So Give me more, Mr. Edgar. Maybe that's yeah. why. They know how to just dangle it in front of us enough, and then they take it away, and we're like, oh, we just I, want more. I could use a little more dangling, you know? Don't but, dangle your, your Giancarlo Esposito in front of me. <laughs> I will dangle. Um, all right, so this other piece of feedback is not about Mandalorian, but Jeff, it's about uh, an episode you and I did. Uh, oh, yeah? A movie probably, um, Ash, that you've seen as well. Chris Oman writes, Hey guys, this is my first time writing in, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for putting in the time and effort to create such an amazing podcast. I love listening to you divulge, uh, dive into a universe that I grew up loving and, and love to this day. With all of that being said, I wanted to point out something I believe you guys missed when discussing A New Hope. In the episode, Matthew made a comment where he said that in the prequels, Anakin had met Owen and Beru and had mentioned their last name being Skywalker. However, in episode two, when Anakin correct uh, confronts Watto about his mother, Watto says he sold her to someone named Lars. Owen and Bruce's last name was Lars, not Skywalker. So Vader oh, yeah. not looking for Luke on Tatooine makes perfect sense for two reasons. One, because Anakin was under the impression that his child, children, he didn't know there were two, had died along with Padme. And two, Uncle Owen and Aunt Bruce's last name was not the same as Luke's. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to read this. Hopefully I'll get to hear back from you. Keep up the great work and may the force be with you. Always. Well, Chris, thank you so much. May the force be with you. This is a, uh, I, I think we just flat out got that one wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. I just completely forgot that that was their last name. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I do still have some questions about like you know what 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 the connection there was and how easily like when we talked with the Empire Strikes Back, we talked about like Vader maybe starting to like try and move away from the Emperor and maybe trying to like find find Luke on his own. I wonder, like, when it started to occur to him that maybe something was still alive. You know, maybe one of his kids was still alive or maybe something was happening. Um, but I think he's right. That certainly the, the thing that I had pointed out as evidence that it hadn't happened uh, is just clearly not true because the last name was not the same. Right. I would hope it would be like the Force. You know how he's like, I know Padme was alive. I could feel her. <laughs> she was alive. I felt her. He probably kept getting, you know, like, oh, oh, what's that? A son? Maybe. <laughs> you feel that? Feels like a. Feels like a sun. Feels like a sun. It's weird. <laughs> it's like over here. <laughs> it's in this part of the room. Oh, I think I need to go see the ship doctor. It's like waving his hand in the corner, like it's weird. It's like. Hmm. Yeah. So we had one more piece of feedback, uh, and this actually came uh, as part of the Stranded Panda Chat, which is a group on Facebook, which um, 
If you're not part of, I strongly recommend. It's uh, where we discuss a lot of Star Wars stuff. We discuss a lot of MCU stuff, uh, other things related to the Stranded Panda Network, as well as just share some memes memes and um, tease Ashley every Thursday morning after uh, Wednesday Night (laughs) Trivia and the numerous drinks that she and Carol consume. I don't know um, what you're talking about, Sam, teasing her. Like, I'm waiting for proof of life. <laughs> I remember one time I didn't check in until like nine. And when I looked at the phone, it was like 27 missed messages. Everyone's like, where is she? Is she alive? I'm like, oh, they know. <laughs> we, we are a helpful community. We're going to do it. We're ready to an inter, do an intervention when it gets to that point. But It'll be so yet. boring if you do um, that. But anyway, so uh, Nathaniel Muzzy, who's one of our most active pandas. And thank you, Nathaniel. He wrote in. Pretty disappointed that this episode decided to do a papers, please, cops are really just good guys doing their job take. Felt really tone deaf. The joking about baby Yoda eating the eggs was a little weird when they repeatedly tell us how important the eggs are to the mother frog. The clear alien reference was neat. Yeah, with the eggs. It's very much from uh, Aliens 2. I I believe it's Aliens 2. Overall, I'm a little down on this episode after last week's amazing return. Can't wait to hear what your all thoughts of it are on the cast. Uh, Well, thanks, Nathaniel. I hope you're going to enjoy what we talked about today and uh give us some more feedback but what do you guys think about what he had to say it appears we agree yeah i yeah. feel like that was pretty much everything we talked about um yeah. yeah except i felt like with the with the the x-wings weren't they like i saw them like is this what like the the good cops are you know like were they trying to show like these are what like the good cops which definitely is a little tone deaf for now but when i see those planes i think of guys and i feel like a lot of people kind of would it's very confusing (laughs) i felt i felt like on one hand we were supposed to have a little bit of like these guys are not quite the good guys we think they are sometimes they're just kind of like work a day bureaucrat you know whatever but but i felt like the episode did not have any coherent sense of what it was trying to say about the 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 x-wing traffic cops so i yeah i don't have an ability to say like what kind of statement were they making about our own police situation in this country or in this world because i have no idea what they were trying to say because it was so all over the place yeah not to get too political but i worry that this episode was trying to say something along the lines of if you had just stopped and talked to the police and you know Uh... done as they asked then it would have been okay you wouldn't have gotten spiders like this is how you get spider squids yeah not that little monster that shouldn't be eating everything's babies Ugh. That's interesting because I I didn't get that I actually got quite the opposite which was because it sounded like part of what they were saying was look we know the problem was that Mandalorian had like done something that was technically wrong and so had to be like dealt with technically. Uh, but he had a warrant for for breaking a prisoner out, right? Which is what happened in season one, episode six, right? Well, so he broke the prisoner out, but also risked his life. Like apparently, the, you know, the everything that they used right there all came from that one episode. He hasn't done anything else noteworthy at all in the galaxy. But I, I thought the thing that they say at the beginning of the episode, before they find him and talk to him, was just like, "Oh, hey, has your has your vehicle been near this particular place?" Like that's what happens when he turns on the transponder, and that's when he you know makes a break for it. I thought that was something different. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think that was. That was them checking on on his vehicle. His right. Later, when they said, "You know, we ran your tabs." Right, but that's like when he runs for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But either way, I, I guess my sense was I I didn't uh, Jeff get your sense of like that they're trying to say like these are good cops doing a good job, and if you just cooperate, everything's fine. Because I, I I think what they're trying to say is like 
the Mandalorian, it, it almost felt to me a lot like Firefly in that moment of like the Mandalorian is leading like a kind of a little bit outside the law, but like doing good things, doing the right thing. And the yeah. cops are just going to see like, nope, he, he broke this particular regulation. So we're going to take him in and, and, and not listen to any explanations. The spot that I'm looking at for that evidence is the end of it where the the cops have the clear opportunity to shoot Mando over and over and over again, um, you know, for leading them on this chase and running, whatever. And they end up just shooting the spiders around right. him, very close to him. Like, they're, both of these guys are crack shots with these laser rifles, apparently. Mm. And they have the clear opportunity to shoot him, but instead they just save him from the spiders. And they're like, Hey, you know, uh, we ran your tabs. We know you're a bad guy, but you've done, you've done good things. So, right. You know, we're going to let you off this time. Yeah. You're welcome for saving you from the spiders. Uh, bye. And I wonder if maybe that's why it felt so incoherent is because they were trying to, they, they were trying so hard not to be seen as taking like a stance that was relevant to our own world. They wound up just like, being kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that they had probably written this, uh, at a time where, you know, the certain events of, of the world had not quite happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, they were recording it and like, Ooh, yeah, maybe this, we need to change some of these things a little bit here and there. And, Honestly, they probably should have just scrapped it and yeah. gone with a different a different story. Like I would have been more okay with a hastily made story that was at least mostly coherent mm-hmm. rather than whatever the hell this was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfectly said. I, I am still so interested in, you know, the story of like what happens after you try to um you know put the pieces back together. Like this is a, a theme that comes up in our own world, but I think has often been dealt with in fiction, that, especially fiction about like revolutions or rebellions or of any kind, whether it's like historical modern day or, you know, space fantasy yeah. is, or elections that really go your way when you need them to. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to, um, it's <laughs> easy to tear something else down. It's a lot yeah, harder. But what to do you put in? What do you put in its place? Yeah. And I feel like that's part of the, Part of what this is exploring that I really like is, yeah, the New Republic is trying to do the right thing, but they're becoming pretty, like, bumbling, bureaucratic, you know, the things people hate about the old Republic, of it being, like, super, right. you know? And and so I thought— And that's why, that's why Cara Dune left. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. And so, like, I, I I didn't mind they did the thing with the space cops, but I agree. They, I, I think they— they were a little worried. They were trying so hard not to take any kind of stand that they just bought it— being kind of incoherent which is unfortunate yeah Yeah. and and, you know they like i said earlier the you know this this episode could have been something really great and like especially with you know i even see where it could have happened when he when he did the the weird power slide around the cloud uh in the sky like one of the x-wings could have just been you know real gung-ho you know he could have been the oh this would have been even better could have been the (laughs) The young fighter pilot who was like, you know, I, I didn't get much taste of the war, but I'm all for Republic and rules and, you know, let's oh, do yeah. this Republic thing. He could have been super gung-ho and just punched through the cloud. And instead of instead of um, going around it, he flies through the cloud. Maybe there's electrical. Uh, uh, what's the word? 
electrical interference that messes up his his X-wing, and it just goes into uh, you know dead flight and just crashes right into the Razor Crest, and they both fall. That could have been so that good. Been good. And then he has the this young gung ho cop has to learn why all of the the you know all of the things that he thinks that are so great about the Republic are actually maybe not so good, or yeah. you know why necessarily you know, the rules might need to be bent or, you know, whatever, like learn from the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian learn from him. Like so many good things could have happened in this episode. Right? <laughs> and even then you could, cause yeah, it would definitely be something where like the cop gets saved by the Mandalorian or others being kind of selfless. And so that works in, but especially yeah. you could do it with, um, what if there's some kind of warrant out for frog lady for some reason or another, but she's also a part of, cause now she's at least an interesting part of the story instead of just, you know, yeah. the, the thing that Yoda steals the baby eggs from. I feel like that would have been a little, a little cliche though. Like if he, if, if Mando had not had a warrant, if it had been her like, Oh yeah. Okay. So mechanic lady met her 10 minutes earlier than Mando trusts her with her life. Probably just paid her a lot of money, whatever. And then like, Oh, it turns out that she's got a bounty and like, yeah, no, she's right. got a, a she's got some frog. sort of trigger, right? She's a murder frog. <laughs> it's okay that baby Yoda ate all of her eggs. I, I want to go to frog planet at some point. That makes me so happy. Um, we yeah. probably will. We better, we better after that, get at least two minutes on frog planet when he's like, arr, arr, arr. Right. you know, oh, and this ah, is where ah. the Mandos are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I will say, uh, I had never really realized quite how much Star Wars had determined that, like, flying your ship through the innards of another ship or through a canyon or something like that needs to be an essential pilot skill. Like, it comes up in a lot of the movies and TV shows until I started playing this game, Star Wars Squadrons, which is all about, like, flying X-Wings and flying TIE Fighters. And one of the first missions is, like, flying through the wreckage of an abandoned Super Star Destroyer. Um, so clearly like they're very committed to like this is actual pilot training is to fly through like canyons and wreckage yes you're in a starship that's supposed to fly fly fight in open space but you know surprise here you go yeah dual purpose it's dual purpose i gotta say though like visually speaking like from a from a vfx perspective and and from an imagery perspective just as far as uh, cinematography in general like the 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 X-Wings flying through the sky in, you know, in and around clouds with chasing the Razor Crest. Like oh, all of that was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. It was so pretty. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And also, I mean, as much as I hated how terrifying and how scary and how just ugly and monstrous they made the spiders look, the shots when they were in the like ice cave and they could look up and through the ice, see the reflection, like see the, just like the, the blurred vision through the ice of the spider. I thought that was really yeah. creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Good effects. All right. Any, uh, Ashley, I know, uh, Jeff and I have had a lot to say. Any other kind of last words from you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I think that was <laughs> about set. it. Yeah. I'm all set. No spiders <laughs> ever. <laughs> no spiders ever. Team no spiders. Right. So Ashley's okay with killing all the spiders. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe, like I personally feel like maybe, uh, get off of the giant um, critter. Like, don't don't make the Mandalorian a creature feature, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, it kind of has been in these two episodes so far this season. Yeah. Like, give me more political stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Show me a lightsaber. 
And like, show at least, me. I mean, the crate dragon, like, you could see it as being kind of aggressive. Like, we kind of maybe we're building a settlement on its home, whatever. But like, with both this one and also with the the big the mudhorn that um the Jawas wanted him to kill in season one, like, these are just creatures living their own lives, like not bothering anyone until. Either some Jawas or a Yoda is like, oh, hey, your eggs look tasty. Nom, nom, nom. Mm. Um, I can really <laughs> oh, my deal. God, it's eggs. I can really deal it's with us not, like, so much in this angering some, like, you know, not very aggressive creature and then having them go, you know, super aggro and, and killing them. So, yeah. And we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we get some Moff Gideon uh, action coming up pretty soon. Uh, certainly, yeah. I mean, he's still dragging around that Mandalorian armor. So something's going to happen with that pretty soon. Um yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's on a different planet though so you know Boba Fett is gone at this point yeah I hope when they get to frog planet Fromm's like look dad you know frog dad we have all 27 wait a minute why is there only 17 eggs in here oh yeah. right because like, you think she didn't count <laughs> she those she been counting oh she was counting yeah. I'd be like maybe you left some in the pool of hot water that you decided to take a tubby in you know what? Having her right at that moment just be like, get your ass up and get to work on the ship. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to go hit the jacuzzi. <laughs> like, what? Like, who, what now? Yeah. I, I thought it was all about, like, keeping them warm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand why the thing they were in didn't keep them warm. But, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not asking questions. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> folks, listening in, what do you all think? Um, definitely love to hear from you. As you, you heard, we got some great feedback. You can find us on email, on um, Twitter, or Facebook. All that can be found by going to strandedpanda.com and then clicking on the Star Wars Universe podcast, which is the uh, two crossed um, uh, microphones as, as lightsabers uh, in front of the rebellion symbol. Mic sabers. Mic sabers. Exactly. exactly. Um, on there, also, you can find a lot of other great podcasts and with both myself, Je- uh, not both, on which myself, Jeff, and Ashley are all um, uh, often hosts or co-hosts or guests uh, covering everything from the MCU to... Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, the Orville, uh, DC Universe, uh, and a lot of other great things on um, Pandavision, like Lovecraft and The Boys, and now um, Hellstrom. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Hellstrom, Hellstrom, yeah. Yeah, which Hellstrom. Uh, Matt and Ashley have been putting out episodes for. Um, one one special request, though, that I have to make is that um, we're trying to really boost the numbers for this podcast right now, especially with The Mandalorian coming out and it being so popular. The best thing you can do to help get more people to listen to the podcast, bring more people into the conversation, give more feedback for us to talk about, and just really help us out is to write us a review. Uh, If you can go to iTunes or anywhere else where um, people write reviews for podcasts, hopefully you think we deserve five stars. Uh, But if you don't, you know, let us know that too. But if you really like this podcast and want to help share it, go to there, leave us a five-star review, tell us why you like it so much. Um... Because the thing is, the way I t- if someone just types in like I want a podcast about the Mandalorian, uh, iTunes and the other ones they decide which ones to show you first based on some crazy algorithm they have, and one big part of that is how many people have recently given it a review. So it'd be a great way to help us out, great way to help improve the conversations, bring more people into the conversation, uh, and really just do a great thing. So I have myself, Jeff, Ashley. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day. I have spoken. Oh, tee hee. Yub nub, <laughs> each up. Yub nub. <laughs> <laughs>